Bieber is dominant again. Let's step into the on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Casey Bubba, and it's you. And we didn't go yard last night, but Ryan Humphreys did of uh, Line Star. So make sure you're following Ryan underscore Humphreys and reading all his great work at Line Star to get your home run calls between the three of us. Somebody's going yard. And that's a good thing. Our guys let us down last night. Uh, I got to say, Woodruff also did not perform as I wanted. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't good. And uh, Sonny Gray got the quality start, but no W. However, Bubba Barrios, uh, unfortunately, uh, bested Woodruff. However, Shane Bieber, still about as good as it gets right now. That dude is just in another planet. I know it's only the Pirates, but still 11 more strikeouts for the Biebs. Yeah, it was impressive. I actually sat and watched a lot of his start uh, before he got yanked and just watching the way he located it, the movement on his pitches. I knew he's been good. I haven't watched him a ton, and that was just impressive. Like, yeah, it was the Pirates, but the way he was painting, it was like Maddox X, but it, he was throwing mid-90s. So it was yeah. impressive. Yeah, he's been very impressive. He's the front runner for the Cy Young Award right now, which is crazy oh, to think definitely. of because <clears throat> Garrett Cole seemed like such a lock, you know, and this is why – Yeah, and I want to say, like, on FanDuel, the odds on people are actually pretty good. I think it was like 9-1 to one or something like that is – um somewhere in that range either eight or nine something like you have to go back and look at it but it was like well you know bieber's got a shot at it it's not a terrible wager but kicking myself now that's for sure because that good guy just looks like he's absolutely dominant we're gonna break down everything going on today here on friday for your dfs slate uh here on line star but before we do we gotta look back on yesterday but before we do that i want to remind everybody to go get that line star app over at linestarapp.com download it and upgrade to that premium product. And while you're doing things, uh, subscribe to the podcast too. Click that notifications button and make sure you got uh, all of your notifications. So whenever the show drops, you know exactly when and then you can listen to it. So let's uh, fly around here. You know what's going on in Major League Baseball because there's a lot. In case you didn't notice, uh, the Mets uh, got postponed yesterday because of a COVID test. So uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, the uh, subway series looks like he's in jeopardy, but <clears throat> spoiler alert, nobody in New York and New Jersey really cares anymore much about the subway series. It's not a, it's not a thing anymore. It's just not, you know, it, yeah. it was a huge, the Mets thing. haven't been relevant in a while. It happens. Well, but here's the thing. I mean, it, it was a huge thing and a huge novelty early on. I'll tell you the city shut down for those weekends. It was crazy. It was so hot the first couple of years. And then I would say over the last 10 years or so, it's just really not a thing. Even when the Mets were decent, like it's just kind of eh, like people, it's not the same thing. It, it was the novelty of the rivalry once upon a time. Uh, but we had the uh, the Rays sweep the Yankees. So now the Rays are in first place. How about that? Uh, Guriel went yard uh, and the Blue Jays beat the Phillies 3-2 in that first uh, seven inning game. Then the White Sox blanked the Tigers 9-0. Giolito was terrific. Bubba was all over that. 13 strikeouts for him, so big win for Giolito, big win again for the White Sox, who continue to rise up the standings. The Astros beat the Rockies 10-8, so we got 18 runs there, which we expected. So if you had Giolito and the Astros-Rockies game in the day, you did okay. 
Uh, in that second game of the doubleheader, Rowdy Teles Homer to get a go-ahead uh, two-run single in a seven-run uh, sixth inning. So a big day for Rowdy, uh, which, again, great name. Not enough people named Rowdy. Him and Rowdy Piper, that's it. That's it. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper and Rowdy Teles, that's it. There's only two guys named Rowdy. Uh, Bieber, again, we talked about that. Just impressive yet again. Two-nothing victory there over the Pirates. Uh, Barrios, one hit ball, six scoreless innings. Who'd have thought? Nelson Cruz goes yard. So, you know, Barrios had been good. He hadn't been good at all. And uh, he finally turned things around at the worst possible time for us, but that's fine. Uh, Kershaw was very good, though. 11 strikeouts for him against the Mariners. So I guess the Mariners finally came back down to earth. Uh, Your thoughts on this Kershaw performance? Anything to take out of this? Or is this just, A, it's the Mariners and they strike out a lot? Yeah, Kershaw looked great. I'm not going to take that away from him. And seeing him go seven and eight bodes well for the back concerns we had, given backs can show up at any time. But uh, it was good to see him go seven. But I dug into the, the Mariners more. First off, when they released that, that lineup yesterday, it was the like best 4A lineup I've ever seen. And also, they strike out over 28% versus lefty. So we'll talk about that again later tonight. But uh, Kershaw, <laughs> did, Kershaw did what he had to do. But I was very, very impressed that he actually went seven more than anything. Yeah, Red Sox won seven one. You got Xander Bogarts and Mitch Moreland hitting a home run. I, you know, Mitch Moreland, I feel like is prime trade bait. You know, they got Daw back in the system. Moreland could probably help uh, a few teams. So I, I would imagine he's on his way out of Boston. They're just throwing that out there. What do you think about that? No, I agree. It's a great spot. He's been hitting very, very well this year. He's been consistent, showing power. Uh, he'd help a team out in a big way that needed him, especially with the universal DH. Now a lot of teams in the yeah. National League weren't prepared for it. They can use a guy like him. Yeah, I, I definitely see him moving on here, uh, then moving on from him. Uh, Bogarts, I don't know about, but Moreland, I think, will. 8-7, uh, the Padres over the Rangers, so 15 runs in this one. Hosmer hit a shot. You talked about him yesterday. You're highlighting Eric Hosmer in that lineup in that opportunity, and he certainly got it. Cardinals 5-4, uh, Colton Wong, RBI single, uh, and uh, basically a Cardinals rally was enough to overtake the Reds. Sonny Gray had a quality start, but the bullpen kind of blow it for him. So, oh, well, c'est la vie. Uh, Sean Manaya got a win in what was also a bizarro night. So we had yeah. Rios pitch better, Sean Manaya pitch better, Matt Chapman homered not once but twice, and Matt Olson also hit a home run. So there you go. <laughs> so the A's and the Mats, that's all you need some nights is just, you know, find both Mats, put them in a lineup at 3.5 on FanDuel and just win money. Uh, Mike Trout uh, got another up and in heater there from the San Francisco pitching, and Kevin Gossman yeah, got I another. Think, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, hey, look at you. Who do you think you are, best player in baseball? Sit down, buddy. But the Giants beat the <laughs> Angels 10 5. Aren't they kind of ruining things? I know Joey Bart came up, but you know, don't you want the Giants to be bad so you can get another high draft pick and really turn this organization around? <laughs> They they did the same thing last year. Like they they ended up getting a semi high draft pick, but they they were like in contention. That's why they make so many trades last year. They just they're that annoying team that's almost good enough, but they don't realize they're that bad. Still, it's really, it's really annoying. They just keep grinding it out. All right, we're gonna kick things off for today here, and let's start with the main slate because the six oh six forty start here. With the Rays and Blue Jays, I don't know if you've gotten any any love for that. If you want to add that, in. is there anything there to add it into the the main slate for you when you're looking at it? Because for me, it's just, I, I think there's enough other stuff to go off of. There's plenty of other stuff. There's bad pitching everywhere. So if you want bats, they're there because the ball flies out of the of, of uh, oh, it's in Tampa now. So yeah, I no, it's Tampa. Yeah, never it's the yeah, whole. Never mind. It's the whole. Yeah, you got to watch those. <laughs> you know, everything's yeah, never mind. Yeah, cancel yeah. that thought. Yeah, like that's maybe Grichik's yeah. face in a lefty, so he's on fire, but that's about it. 
Yeah, I just don't know if I want to add in all that strange of two more lineups just for Gurchick at 3K. Yeah. I don't think I want to do yeah. it. All right, so let's start off with a with a bang here because you got Aaron Nola against Max Freed, two of our favorites here in the program. And I'm just mm-hmm. not going to overthink this. Uh, I'm going to pay up for Aaron Nola in cash. Uh, yeah. I just think that the Braves strike out a ton. Uh, he's just 9.9 on DK, by the way, too. Kind of reasonable. Max Freed is 8.9. This could be one of those 2-1 games, yes. But Nola's been really good. So at 10-7, I'm going to pay up for him on FanDuel as my single cash game pitcher. And I'm just going to... You know, light a candle in church and hope for the best because there really isn't a ton of great cash game arms on this slate. Max Fried is very viable. In fact, in Max Fried in a tournament, if you want to go oppo here uh, on Arandola, that's fine. I just, the Braves without Albies, the Braves without Acuna, the Braves strike out anyway. I just think this is a good matchup for Nola. What do you think about this one? Is this is this crazy as a cash game arm because of Max Fried on the other side? Or you think this is actually a good thing because it might suppress that roster percentage a little bit? No, we're on the same page here. People need to realize for cash, you just want the safe floor. You don't really care about the matchup on the other side of the table. The win's great, but if he can get quality start, strike guys out, which he can, Braves are striking out over 26% of the time for striking and pitching. Like, Nola is as locked in as a lot of guys he's not talked about nearly enough. So I like Nola a lot in this matchup. He's already dominated the uh, the Braves once this year, and that was with Albies and Acuna, I believe. So I agree with everything you said there, and I also agree. Freed's a very intriguing GPP play. Philadelphia's mm-hmm. hitting lefties very, very well. But he's pitched so good this year, especially at home. I think I agree. This is a low-scoring game. Nolan Cash, Freed, and GPP, not a problem with either one of those. Yeah, I, I'm going to stay away from the offense, though. We're, right? yes. <laughs> We're all yep. agree with that. If, if this blows up, it blows up. But I, I, it's like two-and-a-half outcomes. Let's call it that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not Yeah, I'm not looking for that. I, this this yeah. reeks of 2-1 game, and hopefully you're on the right side of it. Uh, Colton Brewer at 5.5 against John Means by any means necessary. This one, I like some offense. Raphael mm-hmm. Devers is still just 2.8. I'm still going to keep banging that drum. Uh, J.D. Martinez at 3.6. Bogarts at 3.4. 3.4 for Bogarts, very reasonable. Um, Verdugo hits lefties. He's at 2.8. That's another good value there. Um, and on the other side of this, look, uh, Santander's 3.8. It's not terrible. It's it's good still. It's still in that range. Uh, you had Rio Ruiz uh, at 3-3. Three, three, still, you know, a fair amount. And Nunez at, at 3-1. I think Nunez kind of looks like the best bargain here on FanDuel. On DraftKings, obviously a little bit different pricing. Devers is still 5.2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 5.2 versus 2.8. What does that tell you? Keep banging the drum. Um, Santander's up to 4-6. Nunez is 4-4. Four, four. So, you know, you're going to have to pay for this one on DK. Um, even, even Verdugo's 4-4. Four, four, so you're not getting too much of a discount there at all. So this seems like a really good fan duel stack as opposed to a DK one. 100% agree. Uh, you'll get some Baltimore discounts a bit on DraftKings. But the other thing to keep in mind, it's going to go means followed by Jorge Lopez, the righty. So it's even better for like guys like Mitch Moreland when people see just the lefty and go from there. And then you also got uh, Brewer and Hernandez uh, backing each other up for Boston. So there should be a lot of offense in this game. If you can stack away, you can, preferably on FanDuel, as you mentioned. But definitely you can sneak in some value on DraftKings. All right, I'm going to troll the Pirates again here tonight with Adrian yes. Hauser. Uh, he's 8.4 on DK, which is pretty cheap. He's 7.4 on FanDuel. Hauser's pretty good. Um, the Pirates are not. And, yes, I got burned by Woodruff yesterday. I, I recognize this, but, you know, I just think you keep going here and you look for, like Bubba said, a quality start, you know, hope for some strikeouts here against Pittsburgh and hope that this lineup can beat up on Chad Cool, which I think they can. 
Uh, Kesson Hura is still 3.3 on FanDuel. And until that price changes, he's basically going to be in my lineup every day. The guy just makes so much contact. I just, you know, like he just, there's guys that just fill the box score every night. And he's one of them. And I just, I just like it. <laughs> and, and until the price goes into the fours, I'm going to keep using it. So what's your take on Hauser tonight? Are you confident in him or just confident enough or not confident at all? I think I'm confident enough. He brings a very, very good floor to the matchup. If he yeah. can get the strikeouts with Pitt, against Pittsburgh, which are there, then he's good to go. Like He's not going to get usually hit around too much. Quality starts are definitely in play with Adrian Hauser. So I like that quite a bit. Like an SP2 on DraftKings where, as we keep going down the list, there's a couple guys I don't mind punting with. Like Chad Cool and his price on DraftKings, I don't mind punting with just because it's bad as Milwaukee's been. They're striking out almost 28% versus righties. Even if he gives up a few, Cool's been striking more guys out with his new pitch mix. I don't mind him as a $6,900 punt on DraftKings as an SP2, but I think Hauser brings a very good floor to the matchup in a game where it's really hard for me to uh, lock in and love the bats because they've been so cold on both sides. Yeah. Now, speaking of secondary pitchers, on DK tonight, Plucko is just 6.3 against the Tigers and Michael Fulmer. Is that another route you'd go? Like, I know Plucko is not Shane Bieber, but uh, <laughs> you know the Detroit Tigers are not a good baseball team. It's tough. Like I, I agree with everything you just said. I just what I remember seeing from Plucko last year and a little bit this year. I'm not in love with this man. Like last year, the hard hit rate and home runs he was giving up was terrifying. And I know it's the Tigers. I, I, I don't but disagree. I'm going to go gonna away. Be, I think it's going to be highly owned. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, no, that's he will be. There, there's other. There's another punt I like more than him. So I'll yeah, stay away from him. I, I, I see people just seeing Detroit, seeing yes, Cleveland, and then not even thinking about it enough. And I, I'm kind of with you. Like I think there's a little bit of little bit of danger there. The bats, though, are intriguing. Uh, you got to pay yes. through the nose on DK for the big guys, Ramirez and Lindor. Um, but on FanDuel, uh, you can at least get Lindor for 3-5. Ramirez is 4. Cesar Hernandez at the top, still 2.9. Carlos Santana, 3-3. Three, three. Fran Mill, 3.1. Uh, on DraftKings, the only guy you're getting at a discount is basically Tyler Naquin. <laughs> then DeShields at the very bottom. So I don't know if that excites you. But it doesn't excite me. Uh, the twins, Jake Odorizzi at 6.5 against Danny Duffy. Is this the, uh, uh, well, I'm like, I guess let's say this, he's over nine over on DK. So that's an interesting uh, price variance there. So why is one site so confident in Jake Odorizzi against the Royals and FanDuel? Not at all. Sometimes people at DraftKings just have a few too many drinks when they make pricing. That's all I can think <laughs> about. Um, Odorizzi's never a 9K pitcher in, in my book. I don't care what your thoughts on Kansas City are. I'm not going to be paying 9K for him. I could see the argument for 65. I'm just not locked in on what he's doing this year. This is more of a game to attack bats for me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Nelson Cruz hit a home run last night, so mm-hmm. if he's heating up again, he's 4K. Polanco is just 2.7, and I know he hasn't quite been the Polanco of last year, but still a really good value uh, here <clears throat> against Danny Duffy tonight, so I would consider that. Mm-hmm. So no is 2.8. There's some value in this Twins lineup on FanDuel. On DraftKings, eh, not as much except Rosario at 4. Uh, so that's a guy you could probably cherry pick, but again, it's a lefty lefty matchup. If you don't like that as much, uh, and Whit Merrifield is at 5.5 on DK against Odorizzi, whereas, you know, on FanDuel, he's just 3.5. So there's another, you know, throw the flag, recognize it. Jorge Soler 3.12. So there's, you know, Odorizzi can get hit. So yes. he's never been a guy to avoid bats ever in his career, even when he's pitching well. Uh, now this next guy has been getting hit, but it hasn't shown yet. I think it's going to show tonight. I'm I'm in here. I'm in on the White Sox. Uh, yes. Jose Abreu at 3-1. Encarnacion at 2-7. Eloy Jimenez, 3-2. Let me tell you something. You go pay up for Tim Anderson if you want. Yes. It's Keiko versus John Lester. So give me all the right-handed bats in, <laughs> in Chicago for the White Sox. 
And I'm going to fade the, the Cubs side of this one. Not that you can't get involved with the Cubs too, but Keiko, when he's good, he's keeping the ball down a little bit. The wind is not blowing out significantly here in this one, at least not yet. So for me, it's attacking the middle of this White Sox order against Lester because we've talked about him before. This is a little smoke and mirrors right now at Lester. 100% agree. Like If you look at his overall stat, like for the price, especially on DraftKings, he's super expensive, which makes no sense. He hasn't earned that price tag. So I love this White Sox team coming in swinging very hot bats. We love them versus left-handed pitching. Pay up for Tim Anderson, as you said. He's actually kind of, for me, discounted on DraftKings compared to the guys above him. I think that's pretty interesting. But uh, I love him with the Brayu. I love Eloy Jimenez. If I had picked two guys, Anderson and Eloy, those are the two I want. But you mentioned Lou Bob's there, Moncada, Abreu is a great spot for. And Cardacion's just three six on DK too. Like yeah, that's another, for GPPs, yeah. double dong upside all the time. But and what you mentioned about Keiko is one hundred percent true. I never use him because he doesn't light the world on fire, but he always limits damage. Like he's so hard. Right, to go you don't against. go against him either. He's just like this yep. guy. He just, he just <laughs> he's like, well, I don't want. You're like, you're useless to me. You're not giving me runs yeah. from the oh, other. Keiko's on the mound today. Just check the uh, Cubs off. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he's not giving you runs on the other side of the game, and he's not giving you help yep. on the fantasy side. So you're just kind of like, meh, whatever. Yep. Uh, speaking of whatever, Descalfani versus Dakota Hudson. I don't know, man. Like. I struggle with this one. These are two pitchers that I just don't trust all the way. So tonight going against each other, that makes me want to run for the Hills. Where are you at with this one? Again, that on DK, it's 8.1 for Descalfani, 8.3 for uh, Hudson on FanDuel. Different story. They're both in the sixes, six, three, six, seven. So are you picking a side of this one or are you running away? I'm going back to Descalfani. I think it's okay. a really strong spot, a spot for him. You know, you got blown up versus Pittsburgh where it came out. He was tipping pitches. You'd imagine that's been changed now since they were on COVID and they worked on things. Prior to that outing, he was very, very good. So I'm going to go back to the well here against the Cardinals team, especially at his price point. Give up a couple runs, strike out a lot of guys, pay off for you in a big way because I'm not a Hudson believer at all. So I think the win equities on Disclafani's side as well. So I think he's a very good contrarian GPP type play on both sides. Yeah, uh, I thought you might go the Desclafani route. That's why I set you up for it. Uh, Winker has gone up to 3K, just in case anybody's paying attention. So he's a, a little bit more expensive, but still not much. Suarez is still 2.9. Mustakas is still 3.2. You know, Hudson last year was a guy that, you know, another guy that the ERA you know, didn't reflect. The win total didn't reflect some of the deeper stats that kind of were yeah. red flags on him. So uh, I think some money could be made with the Reds tonight, personally. Uh, mm-hmm. Colby Allard against Nick Marjavikas. Uh, and, uh, look at the, the Mariners. I don't know who they are anymore, but I, I still, I just, I have, I struggle. I struggle with the Mariners. Like I just can't get really excited about putting them in there, but Kyle Lewis at three, four on FanDuel is still a value because the guy hasn't really slowed down yet. So uh, I'm just going to continue to do that. Joey Gallo hits left-handed pitching. So if you're getting a discount at three, seven, I would take it. Uh, he's four five on DK. It's not as good. So it's a better FanDuel play. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game here between the Rangers and Mariners? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind some Rangers bats here. Gallo, Nick Solak, uh, a few of those guys. But I think Kobe Aller is also similar to Discofani, especially on DraftKings at 71. He's kind of one of the value punt plays I like. Uh, we mentioned the strikeout rates when we talked to Kershaw, 28% plus versus lefties. Aller does have strikeout upside. His only bad start this year was at Coors. And so people that just look at that kind of stuff, they're going to get skewed. And they see a 5-2-5 ERA prior to that was lights out. So I think he's a very intriguing play against a Seattle offense that's putrid. I'm really fighting with myself on this next one here, Bubba, because you know I love Lance McCullers, but mm-hmm. I'm just worried about the Astros right now. I mean, there's yeah. so many injuries, and Alvarez out, and Bregman out, and 
Altuve hasn't been good. Springer just came back. You know, the bullpens had injuries. I don't know here. And 9.3 on DK against uh, Garrett Richards. I don't think I can do it. Uh, on Fanduel at 8.7, yet again, I look at the Hauser matchup, and I go, well, geez, you know, <laughs> the Hauser matchup is so much better. Uh, what, what am I doing paying $300 more uh, where he's got to face Tatis and Machado and Hosmer and these guys who are actually hitting the ball? So I don't know. I struggle with this one, but does that make it the right call? Because a lot of people might struggle with it. All of a sudden, does the ownership percentage go down enough where McCullers upside really rings? I mean, it's not a bad price, but I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of a, I'm having a tough time with this one today. Or maybe you've got love for Garrett Richards here with a lineup that's not the same old Astros. Yeah, McCullers, I'm going to fade. Uh, McCullers on the road is something I just avoid. He just has not been the same guy on the road compared to at home. The strikeouts haven't really been there either. So now you got a, a very good offense. You're letting them put the ball in play. Doesn't always bode well for the situation. Um, Richards is interesting. I've, I've seen Quantrill. I've seen Richards. I don't know who the starter is. Both of them are in play for me against this Houston offense. I think they both can be uh, nice values, especially on two-pitcher sites, because, like you said, no Bregman and company, and overall just struggling. I'll take my chances with one of those pitchers if you need to. But uh, otherwise, I don't have a ton of love for the bats, except, you know, obviously, Fernando Tatis Jr., yeah, I'll tell you what. I do like Carlos Correa, by the way, in this game too, with three one on on Fanduel, hitting in that three spot now. So it's just a it's you know Springer, Altuve, Correa. If Correa is going to be up there, he's been hitting more in the six hole this year. Um, so if he's moving up to the three now consistently because of what's going on in this lineup, that's good for his value, uh, considering his price hasn't changed. So I just want to point that out there. He's a good play in this game regardless. Uh, Robbie Ray against Logan Webb. So Robbie Ray's all the way down to 7K here. Kettle Marte was not what I wanted last night, but I still believe in him. I still believe in him against uh, the webs here. So, um, again, it's always the Marte guys are always in play because they're always in that nice three range. Cole Calhoun can come back and play now because there's a righty on the mound. He'll be at the top of this order. So that one, two, three still works for me against Logan Webb. Uh, anything else in this game for you, my friend? Uh, you excited about your Joey Bart, by the way? How's that going for you? Good. Hit by pitch. Double last night. Uh, good at bats. And I'm, I'm good with playing some Giants versus Robbie Ray because Robbie Ray's not good. So uh, And the Giants, keep no one owns them, and they keep putting up runs in San Francisco. Win or lose, they put up runs. So guys like um, Solano and Slater and um, what's just the Flores and stuff, the righties, even Longo's hitting the ball well right now. So if you need some like just value one-offs or something or a small stack, Giants actually are productive. This is no homer. They've actually been productive. They have. They have hit the ball. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Wilmer Flores with the dinger last night there. So right again with Wilmer Flores against lefties. You could always do that. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, death taxes and Wilmer Flores against left-handed pitching. He's just 3.9 on DK. Joey Bart's just 2.3 on DK, by the way. Speaking yeah, of free He's squared. a free square catcher. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, would, free square. I would definitely give that a shot <laughs> without mm-hmm. a doubt. All right. Now, yep. here's another tough one. Because Walker, it's like they're tempting me. It's like, hey, I know what you like. You like Walker Bueller, don't you? And I say, yes, I do. And you, he hasn't been good, though, has he? No, he hasn't. You want to pay 8.5 for him? Yes, I do. I do, but I, I can't do it. It's just he mm-hmm. hasn't been right. And maybe this is the get right game, perhaps. But, geez, it's a tough day to get right against Story and Blackman and Arenado. Like, that's just a lot. So, if you're feeling lucky, <laughs> if you, it's not a bad play. I guess here's my point is if you're playing multi-entry tonight and you have Hauser, right, who's at 8.4, Bueller's 8.5, you want to differentiate a little bit, why not? Because I think you can because how often do you get the pitcher with the upside of Walker Bueller at this price in a home matchup? It all matches up very well. 
But at the same time, I can't get there for cash at all. Like, I just don't have the confidence level in Bueller right now. So uh, maybe you feel differently, Bubba. What's your approach here with Walker Bueller, who's 8.5 on FanDuel, 10.2 on DK? So they're super confident still. Yeah, and both are great price tags for the talent level. Just where he's pitching right now are not there. So uh, on FanDuel, I find it more appealing. Like you said, very close to Hauser's price tag. So I could see going that route because you don't have to be as productive at that price point. DraftKings is very difficult with Noel at 9,900. The ownership should be very low on DraftKings, though, compared to FanDuel. So play your game there. He's going to pitch well. We just haven't seen him pitch like Walker Bueller. And you mentioned the team he's facing, given they're out of Coors, still a scary part of the lineup story, Arenado, Blackman, and company. So very tough. Yeah, uh, I agree. And I think if if the opposite is true, too, you know, you can't really do it on on DK because they're all super expensive. But on FanDuel, you kind of can if you want to go and attack Bueller and go with Blackman, Arenado, and Story, because uh, that's a formidable threesome there. Arenado's just 3.6, Blackman 3.8, Story 4. So that's going to be really interesting tonight. I, I feel like that's where money's going to be made one way or the other. It's either going to be made on Walker Bueller or by Walker Bueller. <laughs> that's just kind of mm-hmm. my take on, on tonight's slate. So take that for whatever you will. Uh, last one here, Andrew Heaney, the left-hander against Mike Fires. So... Matt Chapman, yay! <laughs> Here we go yeah, again. Does uh, it again. Guess what? Guess what? He's three point five on Fanduel. Nothing. Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman can hit forty five home runs, and he would still be three five on Fanduel. It, nothing. Nothing changes his price. It is it is the most glorious thing you could always count on. That Ramon Laureano's at three one. You know, I can understand you know fading Olson a little bit against the left handed pitching, but I don't know, man. The you know that guy just seems to be on fire. So. Um, once again, the A's late on FanDuel look great. Uh, on DraftKings, you have to pay four seven for Chapman and four four for Loriano. It's it's the FanDuel late A's bargain. I mean, every night it's just yep. good. Um, I don't know what else to say about it, Bubba. No, that's about it. Piscotti's always a cheapy, and Lestella is still cheap on FanDuel. He's gone up on DK, but he's super cheap, especially in cash on FanDuel. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of wacky too. Just two point seven, and Fletcher at three K yeah. also not bad too. Fires is no good either, so I would yeah. expect some runs in this one. This could you know probably go over the nine and a half or whatever the total is here. So I, I think that definitely some runs. This might actually be a decent night to pay up for Trout too. He might be in a feisty mm-hmm. mood, getting buzzed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, he, and you know he's he's seen fires enough. He's probably taking them deep like five times by now. Yeah, so. I mean definitely. Yeah. Who who hasn't at this point? True. All right, boys True. and girls, it's that time again. It's time to call our shot. Bubba and I are going to pick somebody to leave the yard, and you can get in on the fun. Go follow us over on Twitter at Line Star App, and if you retweet this segment and give us your home run call, you get a chance to win some free swag. So let's get after it. And my pick tonight. You know the theme of the show today was trolling John Lester, and yes, his numbers look good, but the deep numbers tell you any minute now it's going to explode, and I think Edwin Encarnacion is the guy to do it to him. He's starting to show some signs of life. I like the price. I like the bat. I like the ballpark. I like it all. Give me E5 to go yard. Bubba, where are you going tonight for your home run? I was torn between three players, two of them in the same game you just mentioned, so I'm going to stick there, and I'm going to take uh, the guy that's probably the hottest hitter in baseball right now and go Tim Anderson against the uh, lefty. In Chicago. Good one. That's a good yep. one. So uh pretty much uh Brayu's on this list too, I'm sure. <laughs> Eloy. Eloy was on the yeah, list. So Eloy's yeah, on this go list. get him. Yeah, just just one of these guys is gonna go. It's gonna happen. Let's uh keep our fingers crossed there. And again, if you enjoy the program, make sure you subscribe to the on deck podcast right here in the Line Star app, where everywhere you listen to your podcast, we give you everything you need to know in 30 minutes or less. 
in terms of MLB DFS, and it doesn't get much better than that. So that'll do it for us. We hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, Go out there again, subscribe to the podcast, have some fun this weekend, get outside while you still can, while the weather's still good. And, you know, you can listen to the pod on a walk. You know, you can do all kinds of things like that. See, we're even healthy. We're good for you. So that'll do it for me and Bubba. Follow us on Twitter at Linestar app, at Linestar MLB. Follow Bubba at Casey Bubba and me at Joe Pizapia 17. There's nothing left to do now except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by Linestar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Casey Bubba.